At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner. Presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with Beeson. It is the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. The Broncos are bullies. I love it. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. I hate bullies, but I like when my football team that I cover is uh, a bunch of bullies. Anyways, monster show. I've got my selections for the Broncos Cowboys preseason game. Uh, vacillated a little bit, went back and forth, but really dug in this morning and uh, have a, a bet for you. Actually, it's a pair of bets. Gonna hang out with Josh Applebaum from VEASAN, the mothership. Uh, terrific, terrific, um, terrific handicapper, especially in the NFL preseason. So we'll talk with him. Uh, Lauren, the better NFL preseason. She makes her debut on the show. And then I'm gonna bring back the AFC West report and we're going to preview the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers with Fernando Ramirez, who's been on the show before. He's with uh, Compas on the beat. Compas is some Spanish slang, Mexican slang for friend. So we'll invite a friend onto the show. Let's get into this, though. Uh, yesterday was fun. Front range four. Four biggest sports stories on the front range. Broncos defense, a bunch of bullies. I mean, they picked fights with the Cowboys as many as seven yesterday. Um, and Bradley Chubb said something odd. He's like, this is our sanctuary right here. The stadium is one thing, but this is where we get better. This is how we put the door, how we put uh, the time in. We watch film in this building. We have to protect it at all times. All right. So maybe going a little overboard there, but whatever the Broncos defense needs to pump them up and hopefully they'll be feisty and they'll get after the quarterback a whole bunch coming up on Saturday night because I'm backing them. So, Let's go look at the lines on Bet Rivers right now. 
for the first preseason game of the year. Listen, if Russell Wilson plays, then my bet looks even better. If he doesn't play, I'm still confident that the Broncos are going to win this thing. Here's the lines on Bet Rivers. Broncos minus 155 money line, Cowboys plus 125. Point spread here. I don't think you're going to find a better line out there than minus two and a half that Bet Rivers has. Minus two and a half, a little bit of juice, minus 124. Uh, Cowboys plus two and a half, plus 102. And then the total here is 31 and a half, 110 each way, minus 110 each way. But uh, the interesting thing with this is that the total has dropped significantly, 33 and a half to 31 and a half. I remember doing a show saying, all right, I'll do my research before I do this. I'm not going to blind bet 33 and a half. Actually, I wish I would have. Uh, this thing's been bet down all the way to 31 and a half. But here's my breakdown of the game, okay? Uh, you want mobile quarterbacks in the preseason. Just uh, That's what I think. The Ravens had it last night, and we'll get into that. Malik Willis, uh, the Titans last night looked pretty good. You want mobile quarterbacks, um, guys that might not be the most accurate passers, but they can get chunk plays on the ground. You also want guys that have some NFL experience. Um, and again, Malik Willis had that last, uh, did not have any, he got some last night. He was kind of the anomaly there. But let's look at the Dallas quarterback situation. Cooper Rush. Led a couple of TD drives in his three preseason appearances last year. He's not a runner. He's a guy who has regular season experience. Does not move the needle much for me. Uh, could he leave Dallas to a, a touchdown drive? I suppose. Will Greer, second on their depth chart. Uh, battling with Rush for that backup spot. Third round pick out of West Virginia. Efficient, but ultimately really didn't move the ball in three preseason games last year. And I just don't see... I don't see C.D. Lamb out there. I don't see any of the starters out there. I don't see a lot of help out there uh, because they're pretty thin at wide receiver. Ben DiNucci's their third string QB. We'll see him. Seventh round pick, somebody that McCarthy loves, but he had two TDs, four picks, and four preseason games last year. I mean, I, I just want to see the Broncos defense, even you know some of the rookies, whether it be Benito or any of the backups, just come out and get to the Dallas quarterback. And I think we'll see that tonight. On the Denver side, Josh Johnson's been around for a long time. He can run, um, throw some slants. Rippon's not a runner, doesn't move the ball much. So I think if you can find a first half line here and you want to back the Broncos in the first half, comfortable with that. You want to back the Broncos full game, comfortable with that. Dallas offensive line has been struggling in camp. Uh, there's another X against the Cowboys. The one thing I think they got going for him, we might see Tony Pollard tonight. And Tony Pollard's one of the more talented running backs in the game. He's, for whatever reason, well, I know the reason. Ezekiel Elliott is making a ton of money, and they just keep rolling Pollard, the more talented back out there as his backup. Um, that's something that I'm looking forward to, to seeing from the Broncos defense. Can these most, mostly second, second string guys on the depth chart stop a Tony Pollard? It's the one possible advantage that I think the Cowboys have. But then again, we should see some Mike Boone. And Mike Boone's a hell of a running back, too. Uh, and, and last but not least, don't forget the kicker. Uh, McManus has to play. He can blast 50 yarders to help the Broncos. We saw it with Justin Tucker and the Ravens last night. The Cowboys actually have a kicker competition. And that could turn into a debacle for them. A small edge, a nice edge. Head coaches, Hackett getting his first game. This is his first game as a head coach. Pretty sure he wants to win. He might not say that too much, but he probably wants to win this thing really bad. McCarthy's on record saying it's a preseason. He doesn't give a damn, basically. Um, he's 0-4 last year. He was mediocre with Green Bay. 
Here are the plays. Get a first half bet on the Broncos if the spread is three or less. Shouldn't have more than minus 110 juice. If it does, you pass. I put a half unit on the Broncos minus two and a half at minus 124 in the money line. I put a half a unit on a little bit more than a half a unit. Like, what is that? What was that? Uh, 50, like $60. So my full unit's 100. I threw $60 just because there was a little too much juice on the money line. But again, preseason, not throwing full units down. Do want to get a bet in just so you know that I'm on this bet. And I do like the bet. The money line, the juice is a little much. But I really do think that the Broncos, this is going to cover my ass a little bit just in case they don't cover the two and a half. Uh, last night, I had the Giants money line first half. And I had them winning the game minus two and a half. What happened? They won by two. You know, that kind of screwed me there. So I, I, I at least backed it up with a money line play and one half, you know, lost only half the amount that I would have lost. So here's the deal. Half unit on the Broncos, minus two and a half, minus 124 on Bet Rivers. Money line, I bet a little over a half a unit there. And those are my first two plays for the 2022 season for the Broncos. Uh, it's only going to get better. And it's so exciting. Oh, I'm so happy it's back. All right, that was number one on the Front Range 4. Four biggest sports stories on the Front Range. Let's get into Broncos season-long props on Bet Rivers. So they're up here. Yesterday, I broke down the Javante over 945.5 rushing yards and Sutton over 900.5 receiving yards. If you did not uh, hear that, go back to yesterday's show and check that out. That's at plus 260. Uh, the other two I want to talk about here, though, Russell Wilson. Here's one at plus 180. Russell Wilson over 4,150 and a half passing yards and Jerry Judy over 900 and a half receiving yards. Lots going on here. First of all, plus 180 on a parlay for season long. Meh, not, it doesn't interest me too much. That William Sutton one from yesterday, a lot more interesting to me. Uh, but it's not a bad bet. If you think Wilson's going over 4150, something that he's only done, what is it, uh, three out of nine seasons, you can hit that. Jerry Judy over 900, 900 and a half receiving yards, has to stay healthy, can't be dropping the football anymore. For me, this is a pass. Uh, the other one that's just absolutely bananas. <laughs> this is great. Russell Wilson to win the MVP and the Broncos to win the Super Bowl at 60 to 1. Now, you have to be a diehard Broncos fan to back this thing, okay? And, and listen, I'm not saying that you shouldn't bet it because if you really think the Broncos are winning the Super Bowl, then Russell Wilson's probably going to have to have a pretty darn good season. And if Russell Wilson has to have a pretty darn good season, well, now we're looking at plus money on this. You're getting 60, 60, 60 to 1. Not a bet for me. Not a bet for me. I'm not, I, I don't, don't get disappointed here, but I'm not picking the Broncos to win the Super Bowl this year. I think they're going to get at least one with Russell Wilson. I just don't think that year one is going to be the year that they do it. Anyways, 41-50, that's right about on target. I have Russell Wilson passing yards this year. Um, and then as far as Jerry Judy goes, it's a coin flip. There's just a lot surrounding him. Um, so that was the other one uh, that we're looking at. To make the playoffs, we still have the Broncos minus 139. To miss it, plus 115. Uh, so make sure you check out all the lines here at Bet Rivers. You got Broncos markets, you got Broncos season bets, you've got NFL preseason bets. You got so much going on uh, here at Bet Rivers. So make sure, make sure 
you check the lines, but get in on these if you are interested. All right. That was number two on the front range four. Let's go to number three in the front range four. the four biggest sports stories on the front range today. And I'm going to tell you the five dudes I'm looking forward to seeing on Saturday night. By the way, tonight I'm going to the Rockies game. Uh, first time I've taken my kids. To, that's not true. The home run derby we went to go to the Rockies game. First time I've taken them to a night game though, just for a regular Rockies game. Um, boy, I'm wondering how that goes. I think I'd rather take them to the Broncos game tomorrow night than I would the Rockies game tonight, but I got them tonight. So that's the way we got to go. Anyways, this is like Nietzsche, right? Just free form, just free flowing ideas coming out of my mouth today. Five dudes I'm looking forward to seeing on Saturday. Let's start with my man, Montreal, Washington. I love this pick when it happened. I really hope he's a great returner. We know the special teams has been doo-doo for the last few years. Uh, it would be nice to see a great returner at the forefront. Is he going to be a big part of the passing game? I hope so. Um, I think he's, he's, getting, he's gaining the trust of Russell Wilson. We even saw him catching passes on slants in the joint practices. So Montreal, Washington, number one. Number two, Broncos' first pick in last year in this year's draft, second rounder, Nick Benito. I don't know if he's going to stop the run as well as you like right now just because he's adjusting to a new defense. He was asked to do other things at Oklahoma. But this dude could be a monster rushing off the edge. A lot of good things said about him. Yesterday against Dallas, Benito – uh, recorded as many as four sacks if it was game conditions, or they were game conditions, but it wasn't an official statistics-keeping uh, practice there. But he was really, really strong. All right, number three, Damari Mathis. Hot name, fourth-round pick. He's a rookie. You need depth in the cornerback room. They need it, and maybe he gets some playing time if he balls out in the preseason. Damari Mathis, another guy I got my eyes on. Uh, Seth Williams, wide receiver, had a nice catch yesterday. 6'3", 2'11", has that type of body that Tim Patrick had. Big body, use it in the red zone, use it on slants. And if Denver keeps six wide receivers, that'd be one spot open for a competition between Williams and then five or six other dudes, maybe Trey Quinn. He had a catch, in and I'm talking about Williams here, a catch in 34 yards in two games last year. Do they carry five or six wide receivers? It'll be fascinating. Really fascinating. You might be at a point now to where you almost have to carry six. Um, two guys are going to have to be on special teams. Washington would be one, but there's a lack of depth at wide receiver. So let's see if one of these guys steps up here. Let's see if one of these guys steps up to win the sixth spot. Uh, and then there's inside linebackers, a pair of them for my fifth guy. Uh, fifth guys inside linebacker. Okay. You got Barrington Wade and Alex Singleton. So Josie Jewell, Jewell and Griffith inside linebacker. I don't think that this team really loves that. Why? Well, they brought in Joe Schobert. They tried to sign Anthony Barr. And right now, Wade and Singleton are the top backups. So let's see if one or both of these guys could come out with a nice little showing. That would be really, really nice to see, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> at least for me. I'll throw a, a 5B in there or 5C. Whole special teams. It's just got to get better. They lost. I mean, seriously, with better special teams, they probably would have been a 9-8 and eight team last year. Don't know if that was enough to keep Fangio's job. 
Probably would have been the worst thing if it did, but the whole special team's got to get better. All right, let's move on. Number four, front range four, four biggest sports stories on the front range. The Ravens have won 21 straight preseason games. They are against the spread record of 19 and two now over the last 21. And I told you yesterday, go play the Ravens on the spread at minus three. And that was around minus 110 and go play them even on the money line, which I usually don't do at minus 180. And I'm telling you, I'm going to go back to this. I'm going to do it again until it burns me. I've been on this bet since last year, week one last year. So I was it week one. I had three wins last year. I'm up to four. So now it basically covered, even if they lose a minus 180, minus 190, maybe they jack this thing up to minus 200 at this point, which really is going to test whether or not uh, I'm going to go out and do that. But we don't have lines up for next week yet. <clears throat> Just know that I will be betting the Ravens again. When that time comes, if you tell me you want a minus three, you want a money line and let's see here real quick, 26 and four against the spread down their last 30 and they crush first halves too. So uh, sign me up. The second, the Ravens thing drops back, the Ravens back, the Ravens money line back them on the spread. And uh, if there are first half bets, you're going to, you're going to back them there too. It, it really is remarkable. They have mobile quarterbacks. And they have guys down on their depth chart that are, they either seem hungrier or more talented than the other team. It's absolutely fascinating to me. Ravens at Cardinals next week. I'll be betting that one. Commanders and Ravens in week three. I'll likely be betting that one as well. Coming back, Josh Applebaum with the mothership, VEASAN. Talk to him about some uh, NFL preseason betting strategies. Maybe get a pick or two next. And that is next on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So, as promised, Josh Applebaum with VSIN is joining us here on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Talking some NFL preseason. Josh, first of all, great to have you on the show. Second of all, uh, probably even better that the NFL is back, man. Finally, it's coming back. Been a I know long time. It, it's taken so long, Holden. It's great to be with you. And yeah, a lot to get to today. But, uh, you know, the dog days of summer, I'm the kind of guy that I actually like betting baseball right now, grinding MLB. But I fully admit football's right around the corner. So it's an exciting time of year. And get ready because once it starts, we're on that roller coaster for the next, you know, six, seven months. So there's, there's we're going to go from very slow to very fast very quickly here, uh, Holden. I love betting baseball. I just hit the wall last week, though. It's like, all right, I hit the wall. I'm cutting back. Let's get ready for football season already. And then we'll take care of basketball and then we'll go back. The, the other thing is people think after football season's over, though, there's nothing to bet. There's so much to bet. So much to bet, especially in February and March, man. Give me a break. All right, let's get into this here. Uh, looking at some lines. We've got a high line with, what, 37 and a half. It's dropped to 36 and a half. Browns and the Jaguars. This is the game I want to talk to you about. I don't even care about the side. Jags minus one and a half. I want to talk about the total. Now, 
Uh, Deshaun Watson, this is going to be a bad look for the NFL when he comes out and plays. Ben Roethlisberger did play in three of four preseason games when he was suspended. Can you talk to me about this total of 36 and a half? And it does look like, and I'm shocked here, it does look like right now Watson's going to play. Yeah, this is really surprising here. And again, you kind of really scratch your head and say, you know, what are the Browns doing right now? Why are you playing this guy when he's going to be suspended? And why even risk an injury? So they're waiting on the news here of what's going to happen. Remember, there were six games offered by the independent arbitrator. NFL is suing. They're trying to get a, a full year off for Watson. But in terms of this game for tonight, Holden, to me, a couple things are going on. Number one, I would always look at late movement. Like, this has been an interesting number. It actually opened Jags laying one and a half. Jags got all the way up to minus three at one point. And then the news came out. And I think if you're betting preseason, you got to be glued to these beat reporters and what they're telling you. Once it was, uh, you know, the info was released that Watson's going to play, we actually saw this line shoot way back the other way toward the Cleveland Browns. They got back up to, you know, minus one, minus one and a half. Saw one book get to minus two. Now we're going back the other way toward the Jags. They're laying one and a half. So to me, you know, if you if you can find an information-based bet in terms of who's playing and who's not, like perfect example, last night, you know, uh, Dayball said that he's going to play his guys. Belichick pretty much, even though he never tells you anything, Holden, he wasn't going to play a lot of his guys. The other thing there, though, is dog-to-fave line move and going money line in these plays and not laying the spread because if you money line the Giants, you cash your bet. If you laid the three, you lost. So I bet a lot of money lines in the preseason here, Holden. I think it's important because all these spreads, you're never really going to find a spread above three, above four. So, you know, if I'm on a dog, I'll take the points. If I'm on the favorite, I'm on the money line then because you have backup kickers, miss extra points, all that kind of stuff. So late movement does seem to be going toward Jacksonville. You, this is a kind of a contrarian opportunity where the public sees the name Deshaun Watson and they're just betting Cleveland regardless here. But late movement toward Jacksonville, I'd lean on the Jags on the money line tonight, Holden. And in terms of the total, it's all about when you, you bet this total because it actually opened 33 and a half or all the way up to mm -hmm. 36 and a half. So if you beat the closing line, if you bet an over 33 and a half, over 34, you know, you're getting some CLV. I would just sit that out. But to me, when you see these huge swings, I look at buying low on some unders. I'm either an under guy in a lot of these games or nothing, Holden. I know we did see mm -hmm. a couple overs cash last night. We get a lot of vanilla offenses. You get a lot of, you know, running the ball and a lot of backups here. And there's one system that we actually would match if you want to, uh, take a, a kind of a contrarian inflated under here inflated preseason unders if you see the total rise at least two points if you buy low and take the under it's 57 percent over the last decade so mm. kind of speaks to the fact of once you see a huge move you know if you're betting the over 36 and a half now you're late to the party getting the worst of it if you're buying low taking the under could be some contrarian value there so i'd look a little bit to the under and i'd lean a little bit to the jags on the money line yeah Again, this thing was 37 and a half yesterday, and I can't believe Watson's going to play, but <laughs> it looks bad on the Browns. Looks, I, I think worse on the NFL. I mean, maybe something comes down where he's not playing, but that's what it looks like right now. And as far as the money line bets, listen, uh, minus 190 or 180 on the Ravens last night, so uncomfortable. I, I might bet a minus 180 about 10 times a year, okay, or that type of a number, but you're right, it's preseason. Everything going the Ravens' way. You do research. You know why it's going to happen. And then last night with the Giants, again, what was it? Minus 155, I think I got. Full unit there. Half unit on the two and a half. And what happened? Field goal at the end. <laughs> you lose that bet. So you're right about the money line, man. There's no doubt about it. And I think you kind of brought up the short, the short favorites and stuff like that. Um, any other games you're on tonight? So that's kind of the only one that really caught my eye here, Holden. You okay. know, a couple that are, I'm, I'm waiting on that are kind of possibilities here. We did see uh, a little bit of movement toward the New York Jets. They're on the road at Philadelphia. 
uh, Philadelphia Open laying one and a half. That line's down to one or even a pick em. So I, basically what I like to look at, Holden, a little bit kind of my model here for the regular season is give me an unpopular dog with the line moving in their favor. Like, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that everyone's really super high on, and I like them too this year. I have their over nine and a half win total. But remember, this is preseason. The motivation really isn't there. You're getting Philadelphia across the market getting like 80% of bets, yet we see that line fall one and a half you know, down to a pick them or so. So looking at that one, uh, the other one that, that I noticed, a little bit of money toward the Atlanta Falcons tonight. They're on the road at Detroit. Detroit open mm-hmm. lane three. That's down to two and a half. So my, my ultimate system here, Holden, is that dog to fave line move. Like we saw in the Hall of Fame game, the Raiders at one point were plus one, flipped to minus two and a half. Talked about the uh, last night, the uh, the G-men going from, you know, plus two to minus three. But here's the thing, and, and you know, on the topic of the money line, I want to be with that sharp move because it takes some money to flip a designation who's favored. But if you don't get that dog to fave at a dog price or you don't get it, you know, a minus one even, I always go money line just for this uh, situation of I want to be with the sharp line move, yep. but I don't want to be laying a three when, you know, you win by two. And if you lay a three, you lost. But if you paid a little more juice on the money line, you won. So, again, I'm a huge money line guy when it comes to preseason NFL. That's, uh, you know what, you just taught me something too. Because again, I'm kind of full unit here and then a half unit on uh, on the spread. But let's face it, I mean, the guy's good. Uh, we just had a massive move and it's definitely not my one unit on the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> it just went from two and a half to three and a half in an hour, in an hour. And I looked at this line right when it came out, 33 and a half. I said, the, the total's falling down. But this is not as big of a move The when we're talking about going from two and a half to three and a half, right? Not as big a move. Yeah, not as big. I mean, to me, it's just that fave to dog that always catches my eye just because when one team yeah. opens as a favorite and you see it completely flip to the other team favored, that takes a lot of money to move it. So uh, on the same topic here, you know, Denver, I- I'm with you, Holden. I, I think you got to, I don't know, uh, I would assume maybe Dallas isn't playing anyone and Denver is going to play their guys. Anytime you see a move in preseason, typically it's something about yeah. one team starters are playing, the other team's uh, starters are not. I'm also looking to a lot of coaching records here. Like you brought up the Ravens last night. You know, if you're on Twitter, you've seen this tweet from a million different people. The fact that, what was it now, 20 or 21 straight wins in the preseason for the Ravens. Harbaugh's like 72% against the spread in the preseason. Um, ironically, Baltimore opened at minus four. They got down to three and a half for three. So the line actually moved a little bit to Tennessee. But digging into those uh, those records of those coaches, how do they approach it? Do they really care and they want to play well and win? Or do they not care at all? And it's pretty much just like a glorified practice. So, Again, we'll dig into Denver and, and Dallas here, but I'm with you. Minus two to minus four. That's more of a judgment call. Like on the money line now, Holden, that's uh, what is it? Minus 175. Like went from 55 to 77. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of getting up there. Like I, I don't really ever go above minus 200. If I like a play, I will. And again, key numbers in mind. Keep that as well uh, in the back of your head here. The threes, the sevens being on and off uh, on or off of them. But yeah, I'd go Denver there. But again, I don't really want to get much higher than 175 and definitely not over minus 200. I mean, it was at 145. This There's, I mean, a ton of money must have come in because I'm telling you, I don't see any news yet. Yesterday, heck, it was kind of wishy-washy on the starters playing. I wouldn't be surprised. But the one thing I'm looking at here, McCarthy has said that this really doesn't matter. Um, and, and you know what's funny? What about kickers? I really think, and you guys have been talking about this too, kickers in the preseason could make the difference. 
they really do matter a lot. And again, we're not regular season where you have your Justin Tuckers, you know, your Robbie Golds, yeah. all these guys who nail all their kicks. You know, we're looking at guys who, you know, maybe are on a tryout, maybe will never play in the NFL. Uh, not a big weather situation, though, but to me, it's just the fact that, you know, these guys aren't very experienced. So we all know, you know, you miss a, an extra point that screws up the spread, helps the dog, you know, it hurts the favorite there. So these are the things to keep an eye out for. Biggest thing to me is, whether you're going to bet preseason or not, like I think you hear a lot on Twitter, like you bet the preseason, what a degenerate you are. You're crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I would push back on that completely. And Holden, you know what I'm talking about. Like this is yep, the only this... time of year where the coaches are going to tell you what they're doing. Any other time of year there it's Fort Knox. They're not giving up anything. So as a better knowing and having them right straight from the horse's mouth, telling you, I'm going to play my guys, or I'm not going to play my guys. That's an advantage to the better. And to me, that's why, People tell you you're crazy about preseason. I would push back, or don't even don't even argue. Just say okay, it's fine. You can believe that. I'll believe what I believe, and I think well, to me and, and Holden, you agree that right now there is a lot of value to these games. You can get an edge. You got to do your homework, and you got to you got to stick with the beat writers right up to kickoff is the other thing. So you can't just look at it. Oh, it doesn't matter. For me, I just got this bet in today because I saw two and a half on the Broncos, and I, I, I see three everywhere else. And the money line, forget about it now. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, last thing for you, you won me a couple of futures bets, just telling you on the internets. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite futures bet here for the 2022 NFL season? Oh, man, how much time you got, Holden? Yeah, but I, we, we did get Yoke. How much time you got? Yeah. I got time. Yeah. One big one. One <laughs> yeah, big we got, one. we got the number one pick in the in the draft. I already forgot that guy's name in the NHL, but it doesn't matter. We catched that one, too. Oh, that uh, was the one. You, <laughs> you got me the win on the hockey. That was the last one that you helped me win. Thank you very much for that. Of course, man. Yeah, drink. They laughed at you, by the way. They laughed at you. They <laughs> did. They're like, we're not betting the number one pick in the draft in the NHL. Just like the people that say don't bet the preseason. <laughs> and he that, heard the news <laughs> and he bet it. And that's fine with me, old because you know, again, to me, like my niche in betting is is data. So if you give me the percentage of bets, percentage of dollars, and the way the line is moved, again, I'm not going to cash every bet. No one ever does, except you know Billy Walters or Vegas Dave, apparently. But you know, if you can Vegas get that data. You know, low bets, higher dollars, line movement, late line movement, the draft, those kind of areas. I fully admit I got Jabari Smith wrong. I went on off of Woj's information. He got it wrong. But even in that situation, late movement was toward Van Caro. So I love that, uh, you know, bet, low bets, higher dollars, line move type situation. But um, I'll throw a couple at you here, Holden, before we get out of here. Um, okay. In terms of some division bets, I like betting divisions, uh, division winners uh, for futures here. I'm big on the Colts. Uh, the Colts were the AFC South. They open at plus 140. They're now minus 120. And on the topic of low bets, higher dollars, they're getting 62% bets, but 85% of the money to win that division. So, you know, it's really between the Colts and the Titans. Titans, you know, got rid of A.J. Brown. I think they might take a little bit of a step back, some negative regression after that, a really good year when a lot of guys got hurt. And, of course, real the Colts. Quick, real quick on that. Yeah. Real quick. Are we are we too late on that, that uh, price then since it moved so much? Minus 120. I mean, if you look at kind of – you missed out on any kind of plus money, then it feels like you're too late. I'll still play that. You know, to me, that's kind of like a juiced up number there. Uh, and you can also think of like, you know, there's a good conversation about uh, Julio Rodriguez. I know I'm crossing sports here, but uh, the rookie of the year, you know, he was like minus 200 around the, a couple weeks before the All-Star break. It's like, oh, can you bet him? You know, he doesn't, it's, it's kind of a big minus number. Well, now he's minus 600. So I think there's always kind of okay. the case of like, it's up to you as the better. I, I, I would yeah. always say if you're disciplined enough, to lay off when the number moves that you know long term that's probably the way to go but if you can kind of feel or extrapolate or anticipate a line even moving further then it may seem like minus 120 now isn't very good but you know they get off to a good start maybe they're minus 200 so 
I'll still play that. That's in pocket for me, Holden. Um, also, if you look at Green Bay, I think Green Bay's in a good buy low spot. You know, the uh, the tight the uh, the Lions who could be a little frisky here, but uh, you know, to me, they're not huge competition here. Maybe the Vikings. Uh, you also look at the Bears. I love their under six and a half win total. But Green Bay losing Devontae Adams, but having a really good defense, I think um, they're they're a play for me to win that uh, that NFC North. They went from minus one fifty five to minus one sixty five. Uh, another bigger number. Maybe you don't want to bet this, but Buffalo Bills, I like them to win the AFC East. They're like minus 225, but they're getting 36% uh, bets at BetMGM, but almost 65% of the money. Uh, so that one jumped out to me. In terms of some win totals, uh, I think one way to approach Deshaun Watson, expecting that he probably will get suspended all year, or at least a good portion of the year. Um, this is a buy opportunity for me on both Baltimore and Cincinnati. I like Baltimore over nine and a half. It's kind of pricey. It's like minus 150, as well as the Bengals. If you can find a nine and a half, that's the play, although some books are up to 10. If Watson's out, that's a big advantage to those teams in their division. Uh, and then if you're looking for props, a couple for you here. Uh, uh, Amron St. Brown, wide receiver there from Detroit, mm -hmm. had a really good year last year. 90 catches, 912 yards, five touchdowns. His last six games, he had over 10 targets. In every game, uh, five of his last six, he had almost 100 yards. So I think Amon St. Brown, over 850 and a half receiving yards. That's one of my favorite bets, as well as A.J. Dillon, running back for Green Bay, over 775 and a half rushing yards. Uh, he had a good year last year. He's gotten better every single year. And I think as you're maybe not going to be a, as big of a throwing team, maybe you run a little bit more going into year three. I'm big on A.J. Dillon. So uh, those are just a few for you, Holden. I got a bunch more, but those are some of my favorites. All right, check him out of Eason. He's on a mothership. Great to have you on the show, Mr. Applebaum. Uh, plug everything you're doing, then we'll get you out of here. I appreciate it, Holden. Yeah, you can find me at VEASAN, VEASAN.com. I, I write the daily newsletter. You can find my sharp reports every morning, VEASAN.com slash newsletter for free. You can find me on Betting Across America, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, uh, as well as the Market Insights podcast. Uh, that's pretty much comes out around 3 every day. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Josh underscore insights. All right, Applebaum, we'll get you out of here. Next, we're going to talk some more NFL preseason. She's making her debut. Lauren the Better joins me on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Thanks, Applebaum, for hopping on. It is now time to bring in Lauren V. Better. Been waiting a while to catch up with you. Wonderful to finally get a chance to work with you here for a few minutes. Talk to me, Lauren. You got to be excited the NFL is back. Is the NFL your favorite sport or do you go elsewhere? NFL is my favorite sport to bet on. To watch, yeah. my favorite is college football. But, but NFL is ripe for player props. I like me a good player prop. I like me a good future. NFL is just kind of easier to keep track of there. There's too many kids in college football to keep track of. So yes, NFL is my favorite to actually bet on. So yes, excited about preseason. Debatable whether you can actually call that football. It's dirty football, <laughs> that's for sure. But... It's still football. You can taste it. You know, like you're getting that sneak peek. I think we're like, what, 28, da 28 days out or something from regular. Yes. Season. So we're getting, we're honing 27. in. 27. Even better. Mm -hmm. 
I'm excited about it. Very excited about it. Yeah. Who's your college team, by the way? Just out of curiosity, it's not UT, is it? It's not. It's Fresno State, actually. Whoa. So I know. I, I live in Texas, but like many Texans, I'm actually from California. So I was born and raised California, went to Fresno State. Actually, was at Fresno State when Derek Carr and Devontae Adams were there. So that's where my rate, that's like the origin story of my love of the Raiders. I'm not really like, I wasn't raised a Raiders fan, even from their like Oakland days, but I like right. players. So, and I like my Fresno State boys and I like that they're together again. It's a good backstory. So let's get into some of these plays here. You and I um, do have a lot of plays in the preseason. And I've always said this, you're going to get an edge in the preseason. Um, I just had Josh Applebaum on from VEASAN. We talked about this. When during the regular season do coaches tell you who is and isn't playing? It just, it doesn't happen. They don't give you the game yeah. plan. So you're getting it here. Uh, what are some of the things, before we get into the actual plays, what are the things that you've been noticing here as far as lines, sides, totals, anything, any adjustments you're making right now or anything that you've picked out and said, I'm going to really hone in on this? Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked. So there's been a lot of line movement uh, particularly today on the total. So yesterday I was looking at the schedule, really focused on money line and points. I just was really taking sides. And then I think everyone's gotten pretty excited about the overs having hit, obviously. And so we're starting to see the lines follow that. So the lines for the totals have gone up, I think getting too high. So I'm liking the unders, which I wasn't paying attention to at all. I was not looking at totals at all <laughs> yesterday, but the lines have moved enough to make me pay attention. So, um, I mean, we're seeing lines like 37. I mean, like, yeah. it seems high. Um, so I'm liking all of the unders for the weekend with the exception of the Dallas Cowboys and your Denver Broncos. And I okay. think got so the lowest totals on the board right now. This total dropped from 33.5 to 31.5 in about 10 minutes after it dropped. Okay, I saw it. I said, God, I got to hit this. Yeah. I came back to actually bet it, and it was gone. So I didn't even bet it. What do you like about the over in this game? I think both teams have a lot of high expectations going into this season. I mean, I think that there's like a lot of hype in this offseason about both the Broncos and the Cowboys. I think they're going to come out swinging probably more than some of the other teams have needed to for preseason. Like, for example, like, you know, I know the Packers and Niners are playing today. I think that's going to be some dirty football. I think it's going to be some slow football. Um but I think with Cowboys and Broncos, like they'll they'll actually go for it, which uh -huh. which will be good. I mean, like I hope to watch some real football um, today. So that's why I'm liking the overs on that one. Plus the line obviously is is low at thirty one and a half for the totals. All right, here's a, a couple things that I've bet here. Um, Jacksonville, they were dogs of one and a half. Now they're favorites of one and a half. The total bet up to 37 and a half now drops to 36 and a half. I wonder if they, if there was any adjustment to Deshaun Watson here. Maybe some people think he's not coming back, but in all likelihood, and I'm shocked by this, the NFL is just going to go, they, they're going to let him play. And there's really nothing they can do about it at this point. The NFL PA and them made a deal. Um, so I, Ben Roethlisberger played three or four games when he had his issues. It makes me kind of sick to be honest with you, Lauren, but Let's look at this from a betting perspective. Like, if Watson plays, what do you think of this game with the Browns and the Jaguars tonight? 
Uh, well, I don't think Jaguars are going to stand a chance anyway. I think if Watson plays, I think the Browns will do great. Even if Watson doesn't play, you know, much of it, let's say he doesn't play much of it, I think you start to see a scenario where you're watching quarterbacks play as if they're trying to earn, you know, their mm-hmm. spot to backfill Watson when he's out during regular season. So I think we're going to see, like, the Browns just show up. Um, so... I do like the – I like taking the side on this one of just the Browns winning. Um, okay. Just do a little money line action here tonight, sitting at uh, plus 104. I mean, you're getting plus money on the Browns at this point. So I understand the thought process there. Um, do you have something against baseball, Lauren? Do you have something against baseball, young lady? I mean, it's possibly young lady, because you're I go younger. like zero and five pretty consistently when I <laughs> – it has something to do with that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, baseball's awesome. It's America's pastime. I, I emotionally, I love it. I just suck at betting it, and I, I think maybe I just don't have a full appreciation of the strategy of the like strategy of the game itself, and then the strategy mm-hmm. of betting it. So I'm not gonna knock it. Really, it's it's a me issue, not a baseball issue. But yeah, I just I just suck at it. So let's have a serious conversation for a second. Um, I know quite a few female betters, yeah. and there's a lot of crap they got to put up with, to be perfectly honest. And, and I wonder how difficult it's been for you to overcome a lot of that. Uh, because, like I said, a guy just be nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have to. You don't have to have played the sport to be a good handicapper. I think you can see that with most men. What are some of the things? What are some of your challenges there of getting over the hump? Because it's still there. Yeah, it is. Um... I mean, I think, I think kind of like the the patronization of it is little. It's kind of like, oh, you know, little girl, you clearly are new to betting, or you know, things like that. And and I think, you know, that stuff is just like, it's just sort of insulting. But um, I mean, I will say, I think to flip the question, like what I think has been so great about it is there are, there are like quite a bit of females in this space, and I think that there's kind of this community amongst us where. Um, you know, I certainly try to make a concerted effort to support all of them. And I think, you know, the same goes the other way around. And I think that um, that makes a big difference, too, is like there's there's like kind of an army of us. And I think it's great that more women are coming into it. And I think we're going to keep seeing that. I think, you know, as more states roll out with sports betting, it's just becoming more normalized anyway. ESPN's talking about it. Like there's podcasts talking about it. Now, you know, women might be hearing their husbands or boyfriends talk about it more. Like I think people think they're going to start getting more comfortable with it. And I think that's great. And um, I was actually talking to somebody the other day about why women make really great betters. And you can probably appreciate this. Um, your girlfriend, I'm sure, would, which is women think like many steps ahead, right? And it makes us great handicappers because of that. So, like, we're always thinking beyond just even the next play, which is why I love futures. Like, which is also why I nag my husband all the time. Like, I'm thinking way beyond he thinks. And so I'm already getting mad at him for something he hasn't even done yet. And so it's the same thing with futures. It's like, all right, like, I know I've seen this, you know, story play out. And so, um, I mean, I think women are just, you know, cut out for betting. And I think it's great that there's more joining the pack. I did have to tell uh, one female that she needed to stop talking to me about this. That was my seven-year-old daughter who was just fascinated. She's like, you're a better, you're a better. And I'm like, just don't ask me until 
at least middle school. You know, you just started second grade. Stop grilling me about what I do, okay? You're never, don't ever bet is what I said. Just don't do it. Just get it out. You don't need to tell my ex-wife about it. Just don't worry about it, okay? Don't place a bet. So it's, it's, it's not an easy thing. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. not an easy thing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Where can everybody find your stuff, Lauren? The better. Um, so I am on Twitter, I am on Instagram, and I make stupid little TikTok videos. They're funny. I'm bored. Yeah, I like to just mess around on there. Um, but yeah, Lauren the Better across the board. Um, actually, Joe Madden, who I know you're, you know, mm -hmm. awesome, a great friend of mine. Um, she and I are thinking about starting out for a little like thing called two two chicks one ball and talk football every single. Hey now, hey now. Exactly. All right. Oh, yeah. Good. Go for it. Yeah. I'll take a listen. Yeah. I will definitely take a listen when you launch that. Thank you so much for the time. And it was great to, uh, I guess, meet you over the internet is all I can say. Yes. Great to meet you too, Holden. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Oh, absolutely. All right. Lauren, the better hopping on the Denver city cast presented by bet rivers, AFC West report. We're focusing on the chargers next on the show. Bet rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250. When you sign up today, in addition to their welcome bonus, BetRivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com to sign up. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, AFC West report. Let's get into the Chargers now with Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, of course, uh, compas on the beat. If you're ever looking for some Chargers intel, check that show out. And uh, he's been following the Chargers here ever since uh, before the move to LA. Of course, Fernando, thanks for the time, my friend. How are you feeling about this season? Uh, thank you so much for having me on. I think this is one of the most intriguing seasons. I mean. I, I, like you said, I've been here since the move. I've been even when they were in San Diego, but this season, and you can notice it on social media and you notice that the fans are really excited about this season. There's, they've been packing, uh, the hog, uh, or the, um, Jack Hammett sports complex. There's been a lot of fans there. Uh, they really have been, uh, they've been coming in bunches. And I think that there's real excitement this season for the charge, especially with them going all in and, and, and acquiring some pieces that generally maybe in the past they wouldn't have done. So that it's pretty interesting to see kind of the offseason that the Chargers have had. How do they um, live up to these expectations now? And I guess that's the big question. Let's start a head coach. What does Staley have to do this year uh, to make sure his team's in the best position to win? Because it ended very – I don't know if auspicious is the right way, but that's the word I'm going to use last year. <laughs> yeah, uh, with Staley is his defense. Your yeah. your your bread and butter is supposed to be your defense. Last year, your defense was terrible. Uh, it really gave up at the end of the season. It was like there was times where maybe they didn't give up as much and they were able to hold their own. But when Derwin James and Joey Bosa aren't on the field, that really uh, that really hurt the defense a lot. And you can't do that. You needed to be able to depend on all 11 guys. So for Brandon, it's okay. You got Khalil Mack. You got J.C. Jackson. 
Uh, you brought in a whole new off uh, defensive line. Okay, will they be able to play hard? Will they be able to mesh? Will you be able to stop the run and at the same time create turnovers and sack the quarterback? Now, you got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. That's two of the best pass rushers the NFL seen in the last uh, in the last probably decade. Um, and then you got, obviously, J.C. Jackson to create turnovers, and you got Derwin, but now can you put it all together? And especially because I don't, I believe that Brandon's going to sit all these guys during um, during the preseason games. I don't think we're going to see any of the starters during preseason the way he did it last year to rest these guys. But can it all mesh? And will it mesh quickly? Because week one, you got the Raiders coming into town, yeah. Devontae Adams, you got uh, Hunter Renfro. And remember, that's a team that kicked you out of the playoffs last year. So they're, they're, the Chargers real quick are going to be uh, faced against them and Kansas City right away in the, in, in, a span of, uh, in a span of four days. They have to face Kansas City and they have to face the Raiders. So they're going to get tested uh, pretty quickly. For, but for Brandon Saley, the defense has to be the, the – um, it has to play at a high level for him to have a successful second year. Uh, so that's the first one. Uh, Herbert's the next one now. Herbert and the receivers. Let's talk about them. Um, he's expected to take the jump. A lot of people betting Herbert to win MVP. Josh Palmer's a guy I need to talk to you about. Let's talk about Herbert and the receiving core and maybe throw in a note or two about a tight end if you got it. Yeah, well, they added Gerald Everett, all obviously, and he's very athletic. But I feel like with the Chargers, he's going to be able to do different things that he maybe didn't do in Seattle or with the Rams. Uh, there, he could probably stretch the field, go downfield, do a little bit more uh, because – so last year they had Jared Cook. Jared Cook couldn't move as efficiently as maybe a a young Gerald Everett. So I, I think they're going to see a you're going to see a little bit of a difference with Gerald Everett in there. But you talk about Josh Palmer, and that's a guy that's been working last year. Every single time we would go down to the field uh, to go interview players and stuff, you would always see him and Justin Herbert working after practice and what happened towards the end of the season he mm -hmm. was looking for josh palmer a lot more on that fourth and uh 26 who did he find he found josh palmer in the end zone i think josh palmer is going to take a huge step this year a huge uh, step forward he said he's excited he's been uh, learning from keenan learning from mike he's kind of the perfect combination of keenan and mike his route running is very efficient and then he's a big bodied guy who uses body uh to uh, get better placement, but I think Josh Palmer is going to be one of those guys that's going to excite not only um, not only the Chargers but fantasy owners as well, just because he seems like a guy that uh, that could come open and um, and he, I think he's going to put in a lot of work. But for Justin, it's going to be uh, obviously finding finding his groove and finding it early, just because, like I said, he probably won't play during uh, during preseason. So week one against the Raiders, it's finding your groove getting into it and then obviously the relationship growing that this is his this is his first off season where his co head coach and his offensive coordinator come back since probably high school Ooh. so this is uh this this is a familiar system i'm gonna go more on joe lombardi though than justin joe last year at some points it, it felt like he didn't let herbert rip it at some points uh -huh. and he kind of like he was kind of it felt like he still thought he had a 39 year old quarterback with an arm that basically wasn't there in Drew Brees. And he kind of let it rip during the second part of the season for Herbert. I think this year 
they're they they know what they got in their quarterback and they need to let it go uh, a lot more but i'm definitely interested to see kind of how joe lombardi takes it in year two with justin but i i, I do believe that justin is going to put video game numbers just because he has Keenan, he has mike there's another guy that a lot of people aren't talking about deandre uh deandre um oh my god i blinked on his name it's all right um another receiver yeah, 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 DeAndre. I, he's a returner. I think it's DeAndre Carter, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Oh, look at it. Yeah, DeAndre Carter. That's exactly. Yeah, DeAndre right. Carter. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I didn't blink on his name. He's <laughs> supposed to be a punt returner and the kick off returner, but he's been making a lot of plays in preseason as well during uh, training camp. So he's a guy who brings speed, which I've been saying the Chargers need speed on their on their offense so he's the guy that uh is gonna bring speed to the offense and maybe it's another gadget that justin herbert can use so uh but yeah year two year three seems very promising for for justin herbert and we talked about the defense i mean they really beefed up that pass rush right yeah so uh their special teams i mean just give me a rundown defense special teams as far as a personnel side yeah special teams needs to improve a lot more that's why they brought in uh um well, they brought Coach him back in they? they brought in who wasn't it mac didn't they get mac or no khalil mac no 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 it was uh khalil am i or was that the raiders yeah so what were they looking at here they they brought in a couple of pass rushers That's yeah a- they brought in the Chargers brought in khalil mac uh, they brought in um, it was Kyle Van Noy, Sebastian then, Joseph Day. That's oh the yeah, other guy. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they brought in more. They brought in more pass rushing uh, defensive linemen to to help with that. And Sebastian Joseph Day is one of those guys that the Chargers are really excited about. He's been kind of a leader for that defensive line, and and he's very vocal. So that's that's something that the Chargers really like. Um, I feel like Brandon brought in a lot of free agents that he's comfortable with and he's coached before. So he knows what to get out of Khalil Mack. He knows what he's going to get out of Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, they also brought in Austin Johnson from the New York Giants, who I don't think he's being talked about enough, but he's one of those guys that uh, it seems like he's going to be a plugger up front to help against the run. And a guy that uh, has really kind of shined during preseason or during training camp is uh, Braden Fayoko. Uh, he's one of these defensive linemen that he's played with the Chargers. He's been uh, moved up and down from practice squad to to uh um to the regular roster but he helps on the defensive line as well but yeah like i said pass rush joey bosa khalil mack that's going to be one of the most lethal duos in the nfl so uh and especially in a division where you got bradley chubb you got uh randy gregory you got uh chandler jones and you got um max crosby you're going to need pass rushing so definitely uh this division has that and, and the chargers had to get that all right, so last thing for you. Yeah. The line on Bet Rivers here, 10 and a half wins. Do they win 10 or less? They win 11 or more? Where would you lean on that one? God, just because of the AFC West, I think it's going to be a bloodbath. But I'm going to go more. I think this is. Six? Yeah, I think this is the season where they really put it together. And, and honestly, I've, I've, I've kind of been a pessimist in the past where people ask me, and I. I I just have never seen these kinds of moves being made. Now, health is going to be a huge uh, a huge thing also for this team. But if they can stay healthy and, and they take the next step forward, I really feel like this defense could be good. And I feel like the offense, uh, they're just going to feed off of what they had last year with the offense. But the defense 
is going to be key. And I think with Derwin, with JC Jackson, with all these weapons that they added to the defense, I really feel like they're going to, uh, they're going to improve uh, this year. So I'll, I'll say more. Week six Broncos and chargers looking forward to it. You guys coming off of a, a tough schedule Raiders chiefs, but then the Jags Texans and Browns. And then again, that's set up against the Broncos. Thank you so much, Fernando plug, plug the shows you're doing, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, Compas on the beat, obviously there. We talk more NFL, more uh, m- uh, more kind of cultural stuff. Like I said, my my co-host and I, Gilbert Manzano, we're both uh, two uh, Latinos covering the NFL, and uh, we decided to start a show together, and that's why Compas means buddies in, uh, in Spanish. And then we have another branch-off show called uh, Combat Compas where we talk UFC we talk WWE and we talk boxing and we've had guys on like Ryan Garcia, Triple G. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of fun times coming up with, with Compas and uh, I appreciate you having me on and Broncos country. Let's ride. Yeah. <laughs> you and I had to throw it in there. I had to throw it in there. I don't blame you. We got a corny quarterback out here. He's that awesome, is so, no, it, it's been, no, he's no. Yeah. He's awesome. But I, I just think like, that everybody's been doing that so i'm like wow that's actually pretty fun and, and russ russ is kind of an innovator in that sense where like if he does something corny like that like people will go and feed off of it so i i think it's been uh i think it's been pretty funny to see oh man fernando thank you so much time thanks to all our guests this week and josh applebaum lauren the better for hopping on as well again best bet here we're gonna go uh, broncos money line broncos minus two and a half against dallas is it a homer pick no uh, because I was initially leaning Dallas. Thanks to our producer, Stephen Jung. Follow me on Twitter, at Holden Radio. Where do they find you, Fernando, on Twitter? I am on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok, at Real F. Ramirez. Oh. So I've been trying to step on my TikTok game, because uh, that's, I guess, where everybody, uh, a lot of videos are jump-started. So I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try it. So I've, I've, uh, I've jumped into the TikTok world. They keep begging me to go there, and I'm still fighting it. Thank you, Fernando. Thanks for checking out the show. Monday, we'll have a recap of the preseason game and more on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers.